Sorry, I'm dancing to the music that was playing in my headphones before, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Real Boys. Woo, woo, woo! That's weird. Up? Yeah, usually uh, Dylan tells me when we're back from things, so I don't really know <laughs> when to start talking uh, until Dylan says that. Yeah, Dylan's like just gives you the cue. Go, go, go. Yeah. Well, no, he always says, "And eh, we're back," and then that means, "All right, Zach, talk for one hour straight." Pretty much, yeah. You do all the talking generally for all our shows. When you show up on the Real Boys, it's just you. No, and we not... have opinions. <laughs> Well, okay. It's, so that, don't lie. Don't. That, no. It's true. Okay. Number one, I talk when I'm nervous, uh, and there <laughs> are some there are some real podcast moguls on this show, and I get nervous around some real podcast. Stop! Stop! You're gonna and make also, me blush. And really, when I listen to the shows that I'm not on, there's so much just down like blank space, and like nobody talks. And I'm like, dude, if I was on there, I would just be talking, talking, talking. And I feel like it's easy for someone else to chime in than mm -hmm. other people to like maintain the conversation. True. Uh, so it's hard for me to fill the void because my job as on my podcast, I'm interviewing people. So mm. I have to shut up most of the time. Yeah. And the only time I get to really talk is when I'm being interviewed. So being on this show is generally if Mike's on it, I'm fighting with him yeah. because he's, you know, he's a commie and I'm a capitalist. Um, he, he, he's a communist. Uh, I don't know. He could be a communist. I don't know what Mike is. Mike is Mike. I don't think he's a communist, <laughs> but he's, I mean, uh, a socialist maybe. I in, don't know. In, in all fairness, I have not asked him, uh, what, what his preference is. So I'm not going to yeah. get into that, but you know, we might as well introduce what this show is yes. uh, in case people are caring. Uh, yeah. this, my friends is the real boys. This is a show in which eight, Sometimes two. Uh, <laughs> I kind of get up to eight. Uh, yeah. But but it's all just fans of, of media, fans of movies, fans of uh, just a whole lot of things, really. So we got a whole bunch of podcasters together. It was actually Mr. D.L. Smokes' idea. Yeah. He reached out to everybody. Really cool concept. Um, and what he wanted was a bunch of people that did not know each other and to kind of review movies. And we came up with the concept of, hey, how about we have like our top five and then all make fun of Phil's. Yeah, and, pretty uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> and the only seemed... successful one. Let's make fun of him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Chris so... is the celebrity of the group. Oh, nope. That was sorry. I, I thought it was an underlay, but it clearly it's says overlay, overlay, which is weird. I, I meant to do like uh, maybe this. Yeah, there we go. That's there we go. Yeah, we were just in some kind of void for a little bit. <laughs> we were. Anyway, so, uh, so we have a whole bunch of people that's on this show, and what we do, uh, like I said, we have our top five, which is our favorite five movies and uh we're just gonna have people uh our, our friends our new friends review them and uh sometimes they don't like these movies and sometimes uh we don't like our own movies uh and that's a shout out to michael colby specifically because he picked very very bad movies uh well but, apparently according to him i pick horrible movies and yeah. some of the group agrees 
Well, Michael Colby uh, is easily he's easily quotable, and uh, that that is one that I will take. Yeah, you do pick pretty bad movies, but we have a, <laughs> we have a whole bunch of people that are on this show. Uh, uh, myself, you know, my name is Zach Wiseman. Uh, I, I am the co-founder and co-speaker for Some Nobodies uh, with my uh, uh, sister, heterosexual Manella life mate. He's your heterosexual he, life mate. Yeah, you guys are James Allen Bob for this generation. That's all it is. We Except are. You're not silent at all. Oh, you're I Jay. thought that I was the J. Yeah, why, yeah, why you're would, a J. I'm sorry. Yeah, why would Dylan, Dylan be the J? <laughs> of all things, well, he has yeah. longer hair. He has longer hair than you. Oh, he does have a. He does yeah. rock a trench coat very well. Yeah. But yeah, so we have our friends uh, Dylan Terry. He, you can hear him on some nobodies. Uh, uh, we have uh, Michael Colby from uh, Generation Clash and Jack Billings presents and some other scary weird shows. He has like are- so many amazing podcasts. Like, so I've been slow following the podcast. I I I, I will admit I've been busy with my client work because that's mm-hmm. what I do but I've just jumped into Jack Billings and holy shit the writing and the production is so amazing yeah I've been blown away by it I agree and uh, if you like that I would definitely suggest Silicon Angels uh it is probably better written and uh more funny uh, mm, I wonder why is it better written <laughs> Because Dylan did it. Um, yeah. <laughs> some other people we got on the show. You have Mr. Chris Harvey, uh, a great comedian from the Atlanta area. Uh, you can catch him live probably every Thursday and Friday at any rundown Chuck E. Cheese's uh, or the back of Walmart's trying to help people put stuff into their van, whether they bought it or not. Help, he doesn't care. Help <laughs> yeah. Help uh, like I said earlier, we have Mr. D.L. Smokes who concocted this whole idea, and he has an awesome show called Oops Caught Me Smoking. Uh, please check that out. Uh, a really cool podcast if you're into cannabis. Uh, or Not only cannabis. Uh, he has a whole bunch of interesting people not just in the industry but also connected subpar like musicians and actors and actresses so there's a lot of amazing actor uh people on i've been on it so it's all you already know it's a great show yeah and i was on it first so uh it's a very good show and you know he's he's sweeping up (laughs) it only got better with me (laughs) (laughs) but because of me they got guests like you anyway uh and then we have uh we have mr justin wallace and he has got the awesome show uh uh anime shenanigans uh, mm-hmm. which is a great show if you're into anime and you're into some, uh, slightly Southern draws. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely check that out because uh, it is hilarious when you get past the mumbling and the, the beer can opening. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the person who uh, chose the movie today, we have Mr. Jerry Smith. Uh, he is from the Cloud Chronicles. Uh, phenomenal show. I've mm-hmm. also been on that show. I'm not sure if you've been on that yet. Uh, uh, I'm going to be on. He wants mm-hmm, to have you know. the mogul on. He said, I, I I could bring up the text. It says yeah. the mogul on. Yeah, um, and that's only because he doesn't know your actual name. Yeah, no one, so, does. No one does. Yeah, it's like whatever, you're, you're a podcaster. So yeah, but we're going to talk about uh, this amazing movie uh, that Mr. Jaren Smith, it is his number two favorite movie, and it is called The Last Dragon. Sometimes it's called Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. Um, and if you don't know what this is, it's a 1985 uh, martial arts comedy Kind of black exploitation, uh, produced by Rupert Hitzig, um, uh, for Barry and Motown, <laughs> and Motown, phenomenal soundtrack. Bob. Oh yeah, what a great soundtrack! This movie was perfect. Like, the, oh, dude, the everything music. about everything about this movie is almost perfect. Yeah. Uh, directed by Michael Schultz. Uh, this movie stars uh, Ty Mac. Uh, it stars Vanity, which was uh, Prince's girlfriend slash uh, 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 her, his muse for a while. Uh, oh. Julius Carey, Christopher uh, Murney. It also has William H. Macy in it, which is crazy. Uh, and it has Danny Aiello from uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber and other movies. Uh, but yeah, this is a crazy movie uh, with Kung Kong breakdancing. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get over the glow. I'm trying to get the glow, which was like the this... most important thing in the whole movie. What the the glow was awesome. Like everything about <laughs> everything about this movie was just so cool. From like even just so the beginning. The yeah, like it, over the top. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's hop into the plot, and uh, hopefully, uh, Mr. Smith will hop in here. Or any other real boys will pop in uh, eventually, just to see uh, what's going on and, and give us their reels. But so this movie is set in New York City, and it follows the martial artist named Leroy Green, also known as Bruce Leroy, who has dreams of becoming the greatest martial artist like his idol Bruce Lee. His master explains that he has reached a final level of martial art accomplishment known as the Last Dragon, which completes the circle. Uh, martial artists who reach the final level are said to be able to concentrate such mystical energy in their hands that they begin to glow. Only a true martial artist master would be able to exhibit the glow over his entire body. Uh, Leroy doesn't fully understand, and uh, in possession of a medal supposedly belonging to Bruce Lee, Leroy uh, he embarks upon a spiritual journey to find Master Dim Sum Goy, who his master claims can help Leroy unlock the power of the glow. Now, just just as a premise alone, cool, right? Yeah. The, the right. glow is the problem I have, okay? I'm sorry. It's the glow. <laughs> Dude, the glow. I'm trying to find the glow. Oh, man. It's so, so interesting because that's like, yeah, that's the idea of Iron Fist, which obviously was a comic, but yeah. you know, it's like oh, just harnessing all of your chi together to get yeah, that it, thing. Using the word chi, it's your glow. Yeah, yeah. It can't, it can't be chi, yeah. Um, now, uh, so in the beginning, when he's learning from the master and he uh, has – he's got the arrows being shot at him and he deflects one of them and he breaks the arrow right i don't know if you noticed phil better but that was a real stunt it took them hours to to actually film that they really shot arrows at him they really like uh yeah they really made him uh hit, hit these arrows which was so so cool um it reminds me of like in the early westerns or or early movies they used to actually shoot live bullets yeah at actors that and like you got dance you got dance yeah and then they just stopped because the actors were like yeah no we're not doing this anymore but in in this movie they're like yeah we're gonna shoot arrows it's not as dangerous as bullets yeah yeah <laughs> They're like, uh, hey, I don't think we should shoot real bullets at us anymore. And they go, mm, we'll give you stunt doubles. How about that? We're still keeping the real bullets. <laughs> oh, we, we got uh, Red Flanagan uh, yelling at me. <laughs> oh, 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 really? Yeah, in the comments. Oh, Sorry, wait. Zach. So that everybody knows, Zach is currently directing two shows. This one and then another show. Because he's yeah, that true. popular. Nah. And he doesn't get... I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the comments for Zach. So it's easier for him. But uh, Red Flanagan shooting us here. The glow is just being... Uh, it's just kind of being in the zone, the spiritual zone. It's not all that complicated. Yeah. Um, it is. It's not, it's Have you ever gotten into the glow or the zone or whatever it is? It's not, it's not that complicated, Phil. You get... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a martial arts god. Well, I don't – What do they have, like, martial arts in Canada? Or is it, is it like a – I mean, I would assume so, right? They have, like, yes. dojos and stuff, right? We, you, have, you... we had the greatest MMA fighter for the longest time, Mr. George St. Pierre, Mr. GSP himself. You mean ba Balrog the Leaper? Yes. Yeah, Balrog, <laughs> Balrog the Frog or whatever yeah. his name was. Well, <laughs> that's cool. Nah, George Hamper is great. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, the glow. Awesome. I got, I'm into it completely. I got, yeah. I'm into it. I love uh, that they took they took a our normal thing like the chi and they're like, we're going to make it our own and it's going to be the glow. Now, whether or not – because 
I don't know about you. I've never seen anybody glow, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. like they do in this movie. But I've seen other glows. <laughs> okay, no. like the like the glamorous ladies of wrestling. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's okay, exactly what I meant. I hope so. Uh, all right, well, let's just move on from here. Uh, yeah. So now there's another martial artist in this in this story, and his name is Shonuff, also known as the Shogun of Harlem. And he sees Leroy as the only obstacle uh, being acknowledged as a true master of martial arts. Leroy refuses to fight him in a furious Shonuff vows that he will defeat Sh- uh, Leroy. Now, Shonuff and his gang, uh, they, later they break in and they assault Johnny Yu, one of the students at Leroy's martial arts school, and demanding that Leroy bow before Shonuff. Finally, Shonuff and his gang attempt to send a message to Leroy by destroying the green family pizza restaurant okay let's talk about this uh let's talk about the 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 movie theater scene for a second because that is so crazy i don't know how they got the rights to an actual bruce lee movie but obviously do you think they got the rights uh yeah uh hang on a second red flanagan and also uh phil will you read this for me because your voice uh was was pretty great the final fight with the glow is an amazing reroscope effect, really distinct from other big fight scenes. Plus, it kind of emphasizes Bruce Leroy as a stacked himbo for the ladies. Well, yeah, I'm not going to lie. This mu- the- Leroy is stacked, and I was like, meh. Yeah. No, Leroy's awesome. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I-, I completely agree with everything Red Flanagan says, uh, yeah. obviously, always. Uh, he's, he's he's great. Um, it's you, but, isn't it? You're Red Flanagan, aren't you? <laughs> no, actually, Red Flanagan is it's Dylan's friend, and he is way smarter than I am. Uh, and he really, really helps everyone out. Is, though. But that's not really true. Uh, but he, he helps out on Tuesdays when uh, Dylan and I have our talking up stream where we uh, create stuff. Um, but so, sure enough, uh, I don't know if you know this, he uh, – he, did not know any martial arts <laughs> at the big when starting to film this movie. Like ninety percent uh, of actors who go into the martial art films. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty evident uh, when he does it though, because one of the fight scenes he bites a guy's leg, uh, and I'm like, "There's no way that's martial arts." You, I don't. Well, I don't he, think I guess he's in there. the school of Mike Tyson. What's that? The school of Mike Tyson. Mike that's Tyson not. Mar- that's not a martial art. That's and neither is biting and boxing. Well, that's true. Um, Zach, keep your hands in frame while I type so we can prove we're two different people. But, well, I can't. Well, how do I get the comment off there then? <laughs> we leave it he, until he gets another comment. <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, just keep your hands up, Zach. Yeah. Just keep them up. Okay. Like, you're, like the police are here. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie scene was the fact that Bruce Leroy is eating popcorn with chopsticks. That. <laughs> I don't know why that made me so angry. I also, I don't really so know funny. why. I knew a person who did that. No way. Yeah. They brought chopsticks to the theater. Well, not to the theater. Like, I worked in a call center for a long time. And you meet really strange people at a call center, obviously. No uh, yeah, I know. Who would think? He would eat all his chips with uh, with chopsticks. Anything, like, we would have a potluck and anything that was, like, powdery or anything. Chopsticks all the time. I'm like, why? And he's like, it just keeps my hands clean. And I'm like, yeah. Good point. Because no, you know you, you're working at a call center, you share desks, even if you wipe it down, more dirt than that. But I was like, oh, yeah. that's genius. But and I'm well, it's too lazy to do it because it's it's a lot of work to learn to use chopsticks to eat. <laughs> yep, and I'm the dumb one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never Fair. said I wasn't dumb. <laughs> Let's just point out. I want to be. Yeah, thank you for being very clear about that. Uh, did anything else about in the movie theater scenes uh, pop off to you? Why was shown enough there only really just to fight? 
because he like picked on he picked on Bruce Leroy's uh younger brother, right? And I guess he kidnapped him. <laughs> uh but he's like, who's the baddest brother around? And he's like, Bruce Leroy. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna kill that guy. Uh Marshals come from Mars, the Roman god of war. So martial arts are just violent considered as an art form. Depending on your perspective, biting can be artistic or sexy. Mm. Mm. It's There's, true. Honestly, can be sexy, apparently. So he's saying that martial arts is an alien form of fighting because it comes from Mars. I, I cool. Yeah, okay. let's 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 go with that. I get it. You're the smart one. It makes it makes sense here. Listen, it's only us two, buddy. It's just our yeah. show right now, yeah, and we can do whatever we want. I, I know. I know. I hope we don't we even have to review this movie. We well, don't we'll review have to. it because it's an amazing movie. Well, yeah, we we're definitely going to review it. Yeah, yeah uh, I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely check it out. But don't watch the one that's on YouTube because it's sped up by like a little bit, oh. and it's very hard to watch. Uh, <laughs> I watched the trailer after watching the movie. I watched the trailer. The trailer is just like oozing oozing the 80s it's like it dipped itself in 80s and then went and dipped itself again into the Dude, 80s everything about this like i said earlier i'm not sure if i think we were backstage when i said it. yeah we this were. is the most 80s movie that i think i've ever seen everything about it is so like you look at like the wallpaper or like a back alley you're like well that's the funny. hair yeah like everything everything there's two the two main actors have one names like that's it just vanity that's an 80s move right there. <laughs> but, That's pure 80s. You're you're dropping it there with the 80s with that one name. And it's so crazy, like, uh, to think that in this movie, you know, like, every single person, like I said to you earlier, like, either does kung fu or awesome breakdancing. And sometimes both masterfully. Uh, and I think the only person that really does a bad job at kung fu is show enough for some reason. Although he has such a presence. <laughs> like, he's not scary, but... I don't know. Is he a good gang leader? No, no. no? I, I don't understand why he has his 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 thugs, quote unquote, dressed in the weirdest costumes. <laughs> yeah. And then you have I, I just I completely forgot that there's a scene that he's uh, Leroy is wearing the, the the or something similar to Bruce Lee's one yellow tracksuit that he wears, and I think yeah. in the the actual Last Dragon. Yeah. Uh, or the and I'm like, but like. Okay, we have to bring up some of these costumes. That they... like, I have to. You want me to bring them up visually? Yes, visually. Okay, well, hang on a second. I don't know if I can well, do that. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Wait, I you can, can do share. that from there? Yeah, yeah. I share my screen. Oh, you wow. allow me to share my screen. Did I do that? Yeah, at the bottom, direct. You see, my screen just popped up. Look at look at the this. This is the eighties, people. Anybody's like, oh, the eighties were the best time. No, because we had fashion like this. This is that why is, no one wants the 80s to come back. Dude, that is so cool. And the first time I saw that again, I was like, whoa, that's Busta Rhymes. Remember that Busta, remember that Busta Rhymes video where he's dressed like show enough? And I completely forgot about that until right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, wait. Also, here's the rotoscope that Mr. Yeah. Red Flanagan is talking about. Beautiful. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can see what? the black outline of this. Oh. Uh, Don't be racist, Phil. I'm it's not. Called... I'm saying that. You son of a bitch. You let me. How dare you? How dare you? But like this scene, like this whole moment when he goes to punch, at first I thought, did he just punch his face? And he just like, like, like took the punch on the jaw and was like, ha ha, you can't kill me. I'm too good. But then it like pulls back and you see him ca catch it was in his fist and then he starts glowing and I'm like, <laughs> well okay so for those for, for for those that are listening to this and not watching it will you please yeah, just describe the last two all right. pictures that you brought up? <laughs> all right. So hold on. 
the first picture I brought up, you have Shogun in what he hopes is a Shogun, like a Japanese or an Asian suit or what like a master would wear, I guess, with a hell of a championship belt on. Uh, if you ever seen the uh, the old WCW World Heavyweight belt uh, from wrestling, that it kind of looks like that. And then you have his like his his goons, I guess, <laughs> yeah. and like patchwork padded vests like they took um, a north face jacket and just cut off the sleeves and the yeah. hood because it's that puffy See, um, you, you don't get that much you don't get like that kind of stuff anymore in no. gangs like the the outfit budget of this gang had to be just incredible like you don't buy this stuff which means one part of the gang is making the yeah. clothes for the entire gang yeah it is I love it, it. Yeah, their 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 outfits are. I have to say, I have to give credit to the outfit because if I saw a gang walking down the street wearing that out those outfits, I'd be like, I'm not. One, I thought there was a LARPing competition probably happening, but I'm I'm also not going to fuck with those people because they have the balls to walk out in public wearing that. Yeah. So you know they're bad. At least thinking they're badasses. Um, the other well, wait, while we're talking about Shogun, because I want you to I want you to, to to keep this visual in mind. <laughs> the other people that were up for this role, just so you know, uh, Jim Brown. Uh, now thinking about Jim Brown wearing this costume is so cool. Uh, you have Billy D. Williams that was up for this role. You have Carl Weathers. Uh, and these people were on, they, they kind of wanted the role, but unfortunately, the, the, the producers couldn't get the money to, to yeah, to, to, back <laughs> to, be, to be fair, you got Carl Weathers, that's your whole budget, right? There. Yeah, God, but, but you have these people like auditioning for this role, which is so incredible. For, for some reason, like this movie, like it, it was about like it got a critical failure of, of like a review on tomatoes, yeah. I'm not um, surprised because they don't but, like it's a whole bunch of white people on rotten tomatoes come on let's be honest they anything that's accentuates the black culture they yeah. fucking hate <laughs> yeah that's true it's a um, toxic waste file red did just say show enough is the warrior cinematic universe they rival they're they are rivals to the foot clan tmnt also tmnt stands for the teenage mutant ninja turtles created by both uh peter laird and shit i forgot the other one hold on what? i've met him shit well i hope he doesn't watch this because he's gonna be upset. i highly doubt he watches this <laughs> yeah um, <clears throat> oh god damn it what's his name i don't know hold on this Peter is good Lair. this is good showtime this is not good showtime fill up the talkie talkie you do good talkie talkie <laughs> are we still waiting for you to think about kevin eastman though? kevin eastman hell yeah <laughs> i asked does... you to do the talkie talkie oh Peter, I said... yeah I said Phil do the talkie talkie. No, I said you do the talkie talkie. Phil oh, the talkie talkie. Phil oh, the talkie talkie. Phil. Phil. You nah, can't I, use your name. I didn't you use my him. name. I used the other F I L L, Phil, as in fill in the time with talkie talkie. Oh, I thought it meant like uh, fill in the bucket uh, with the uh, whatever. I don't know. It's one of your. You, you're failing at the jokes tonight. That's not true. That's not true. I really don't have a good audience, though. It's just, it's you, like, sipping out of your old Hey, we got cup. Red Flanagan, our well, number one fan here. Yeah, no, I'm okay with that. Uh, where, wait, where's the guy that hates uh, 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 Michael Colby so much? Uh, oh, I don't know if he's watching because Colby's not on. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Colby he's my. To... He he actually was my. So, um, it, did you go through the comments on that video for the Boondock oh. Saints? Oh yeah. Holy sh! I'm sorry. Yeah. 
like I, I'm proud that I had someone in my corner, but some of the things I was like, wow, boy, you're just being horrible to, to Mike. Uh, I like uh, Mike to a certain extent, but, oh, but anyways, going back to the fashion (laughs) icons that are in this movie, um, you have leopard print, tiger print going on here. You got the flaming of the hair in the back that look at the flare on this woman in the back. Beautiful. That is dedication. That's two hours of time to get your hair looking like that. Be beautiful. And then we're going to go with the previous one with the rotoscope glow that I had that I was talking about that you called yeah. me a, a racist for, wow. uh, which I'm not. Uh, yeah. But it's you have Leroy um, mouth agape, if you will, um, <laughs> in either surprise or in just like, oh, yeah. And he has this orangey glow around him. But as well, you can see the thin black line that rotoscoped him out. Mm-hmm. Um, to separate him from the scene, and um, holy crap, it's eighties glory! <laughs> it's oh, the eighties. Yeah. Whenever you watch like an old eighties movie, and they're like, "We have this, we could do CGI," and you're watching, and you're like, "You should not have done CGI. It wasn't. Yeah. It, you weren't ready." Um, <laughs> but this is like, oh, the glow is just beautiful it's just special <laughs> now speaking speaking of bruce leroy the the actors that were up for this role uh billy blanks was was very close to being cast um but wesley snipes uh mario van peebles and denzel washington also kind of auditioned they actually just offered it to denzel and he turned it down. <laughs> yeah they, they, uh, they, denzel ain't a, uh, denzel ain't gonna try for this one he's yeah. getting that envelope and saying here's a hundred thousand dollars please now, there was one actor that was lobbying hard for this movie, and it Ooh. was Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne wanted this role very, very badly, which I thought was very cool. Uh, but once again, because of budgetary, they only had a $10 million budget, uh, and they really wanted they to— They spent it mainly on the hair and in the clothes. Honestly, it was probably the soundtrack and the rotoscoping glow. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, once that happens, like, whew, there's a lot of money right there in yeah, the 80s. It, it, uh... I'm trying to remember there's a there's a recent movie that had like this huge budget, but 90% of it went to special effects. And the special effects were not that good hmm. for it. I can't remember it. Uh anyways, not not important. <laughs> All right, well, back to back to, the <laughs> back to this so, piece of uh, mastery. Yeah. So while while uh while the destruction of the, the, the pizza place is going on, uh the video arcade mogul Eddie Arcadian sends his men to kidnap 7th Heaven VJ Laura Charles in the hopes in getting his girlfriend Angela Varaco's new music video featured on her show. The kidnapped attempt is thwarted by Leroy, who easily fends off the thugs. Uh, he loses his <laughs> he loses metal during the struggle, which Laura recovers. Later, Leroy witnesses Laura being kidnapped by Arcadian's brutish henchman, Rock. The, uh, a clue left behind reveals that the kidnappers work for Eddie Arcadian Productions. So, when... Vanity, uh, when she meets Bruce Leroy, she is really into him. <laughs> <laughs> really, like, did you see that chest and abs? Like, come on. No, he, no, he's fine. I'm, fine. I'm, I'm great. But like, she is like everything he says. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, and she's like, yeah, I'll make you sorry. <laughs> you know, like every, like everything oh, yeah, that he was says. Like, she's on the prowl. That was a huntress on the prowl. Yeah, like even that one scene where like they're, they're walking out of that place together, and she drops her purse. For some reason, in her purse was like uh, uh, six uh, of those makeup containers with like the mirror. Like I don't know who carries six of them, and she had like six makeups or uh, oh, lipsticks. It's for each different color that she has to put on. Maybe, uh, but either <laughs> I way, don't know. 
<laughs> Either way, uh, she drops it and he goes to get it. And he's like, oh, uh, let me get that for her. And she goes, Leroy, you don't have to do that. <laughs> and like, she barely touches his hand. Dude disappears, just dips on her. And she's like, oh, that was, where did he go? That was crazy. <laughs> but like, every time he says anything, she's like, oh, let's just, oh, let's just make out Leroy. It's just so weird, like watching her talk to him. But I, I loved every second of it. Um, now, what did you think of Eddie Arcadian? I didn't understand. I, I kind of understood why they needed the him as a villain. But at the same time, I'm like, you already have this, like, this other villain who's the martial arts villain. And, like, why aren't you just using him? Like, why do you need this secondary villain for no reason? I, it, I think it's just because they wanted to get the, like, some of the white people in. Well, you, you did need to figure out a way to get the damsel in distress. I mean, it's a classic 80s movie, so you yeah. need a, you need a woman to save. Um, and, and also be- they hated conglomerates and business tycoons were the, the main villains of most movies at that time. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, his his uh, girlfriend, I guess, at the time, uh, whatever she was, but that was, like, supposed to be Cindy Lauper, and that's how that was. It was like, if we can just get Cindy Lauper onto this radio station, uh, then she'll be famous. And that's, I guess, that big bad guy plot going on there. Uh, I didn't, cool. like, it wasn't, it was, like, just there. Yeah. Like the, it was just added because they're like, oh, we need to run time more and we need something else. Like they could have done the da- I would have personally found it like more entertaining if they didn't have like the white person in it. Like if it was just fully quote unquote black sportation, or I can't ever say that word, but it was mm-hmm. just concentrated on Leroy versus Shogun and just have that like epic moments between them and his crew stealing her away because she's the power of Brooklyn, you know, like he wants to overtake Brooklyn. She's the voice of Brooklyn. If he can get her on her side, then boom, he can become the leader of Brooklyn. And then you have, you know, um, our good boy, Leroy uh, saving the day. Uh, But then you just like, let's throw in this white horrible person into this so that we can, uh, you know, just have the, just put, show how bad white people are. Which yeah. I'm fine with, but at the same time, it's like this movie could have done way better without that in it. It was just burdening. I felt it was like an anchor to it. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely was. Like they're like, well, what what's the story? And it's like, oh, well, I guess Shonoff wants to beat the shit out of Bruce Leroy. And it's like, well, what's the story? <laughs> it's like, all right, well, maybe maybe Shonoff kidnaps Bruce's uh, or Leroy's little brother. And it's like, yeah, but what's the story? <laughs> it's like, okay. They're all on coke. They're all coked out. Like, what, yeah. what's the story? It's like, have you seen Airheads? Let's throw Airheads in the middle of this. Like, let's break in there, kidnap some people just to play a song over the radio. Yeah, <laughs> they probably uh, saw Airheads, or Airheads probably was in. You know what? Airheads. The people who wrote Airheads watched this movie. Were like, I love that white point. Let's bring it and make it a full movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Airheads was made. <laughs> Thanks to this it. movie. Yeah, they're like, you know what I like about Bruce Leroy. It's that weird subplot about the, <laughs> the kidnapping. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, now Laura refuses to promote Angela's video in her program, obviously. Which is good because it's yeah. a horrible video. Horrible video. And uh, Laura's awesome. Um, but as our Arcadian's men prepare to coerce her by force, Leroy suddenly bursts into the room, clothed as a ninja, and rescues Laura once again. Uh, now back at her apartment, Laura gratefully returns Leroy's medal. Uh, consumed with vengeance, though, Arcadian hires Shonuff to defeat Leroy and takes control of the Seventh Heaven Studios, capturing Laura and Leroy's younger brother, Richie, who he's snuck in hoping to woo Laura. 
Uh, yeah, so this is where like the, the plot starts uh, evolving a little bit, and we're like, all right, I we go from it. sub level, like we're we're down here, and we're like, well, let's add some more to it. Yeah. Let's just keep going down. They're like, you know what? Actually, so far, it's just a very very good music video. Let's try to. <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna lie. I thought Prince had directed this movie at some points because like you all of a sudden they break out in like song shit, and you're like. Yeah, well, Vanity, you know, she just got done filming uh, A Purple Rain for this, and Barry Gordy had signed her to a four-picture contract because of uh, how good, you know, Purple Rain was and everything. So uh, it, it makes sense. This does have that feel uh, of a Prince movie. And like I said, Vanity was, for a while, Vanity was Prince's muse. Like, him and her were, like, inseparable for a while in the 80s, and they yeah, he wrote a lot of songs just for her, which is uh, beautiful, in my opinion. Yeah, no, uh, like, look, Prince is, like, he's prince like just like michael jackson's michael jackson the king of yeah. pop prince is prince like undeniable what he's brought to the uh the musical world with his skills like hendrix and all those greats but this like this movie just feels like prince was like i like this i want this added Prince yeah. was if it felt Prince vibes at points. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! Uh, like I mean, we keep talking about like how cool the soundtrack is. Um, the soundtrack had Vanity on it, Stevie Wonder, uh, Rockwell, Elder Barge, The Temptations, uh, Smoke- Motown, fucking great, yeah. Motown, fucking gods. But to have like Motown beautiful songs done to kung fu and breakdancing was just so explosive and I, I i'm sorry it i love bringing that motown feel into like a, a martial arts film because most of the martial arts film it's like you got the classical type music going on or you got the uh japanese uh musical instruments playing which is phenomenal to it because it it plays well but then you're just you're getting this genre breaking type music like this music that's made to move your body and what is martial arts but it's a choreographed dance at points so i loved how they brought it in and it was great but at the same time i'm like holy shit this is some big ass names that you got on this soundtrack for this movie that i feel like is a like no offense to this movie it's a it's amazing movie but it's more of like a c movie like it's not one of those main. I I don't feel like it had the mainstream pop that yeah. most of the '80s kind of had, and that's because of it was mainly a, a black black film, made made for a different group, not my group uh, or my demographic actually at the time. But like you have this amazing mix, and I'm like, this is awesome. And I never thought I would be listening to like Motown while seeing guys kick the shit out of each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie has a great director, though, uh, Michael Schultz, who, uh, if, if you don't know, he did, uh, if you ever seen Cooley High, like those old 70s, like beautiful movies like Car Wash and Crush Groove. So he has, uh, he, he's known for like mixing cool visuals with beautiful soundtracks and, you know, having uh, his, his toehold in the Motown aspect, I think gave him such really cool credence to, 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 to bring that to this movie too. Uh, I just wish this movie got bigger, uh, in the eighties cause I, it, it should have, um, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, but, but again, it didn't fit the demographic that was in power at the time. That's the problem. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Kung Fu movies in the eighties also kind of dipped and the eighties yeah. were a weird time for movies. Um, eighties was just weird period. That's um, fair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, look, we were born in the 80s. Like, we're, we are products of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, 
we're just as fucked up as this movie. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, so now posing as a pizza delivery man, Leroy manages to infiltrate the assumed lair of Master Some Dumb Goy within a fortune cookie factory, but is shocked to discover that the master is only a computer churning out cookie fortunes. Uh, <laughs> Leroy consults his former master for answers, but his master suggests that Leroy has known the answers all along. Classic classic Always. 80s. The, the, the former yeah you you have them inside of you all along yeah i am no longer your master it's yeah it's look in your pocket you've had it the entire time it's like what it's inspiration i didn't know <laughs> it's the glow <laughs> yeah <laughs> which uh so when he breaks into that place uh and he sees that it's just like a robot turning out fortunes that was pretty dude this movie's so cool <laughs> i was so happy about this uh when when i saw this on the list i was so excited because like i like i said before like I, i'm an old blockbuster kid i started working at blockbuster when i was 17 and like there was like a, a couple older guys that worked there and they're like you gotta watch this this is what you know this is a real movie this is a real movie <laughs> and i watched like all these really cool movies uh when i was young and this is one of those movies that like they so you forced- were in the av club I was I, I was such a theater nerd and AV kid. Yeah, that that was definitely me. Uh, so we I, have I was, something similar. I was actually in theater as well when I was in high school, and that I just I, I worked at a movie theater, not Blockbuster, mm-hmm. uh, because the Blockbusters were very anal about who they hired. But the movie theaters were like, oh, you can hire you, you want to work? Okay, fine. Wait, what was wrong with you that a Blockbuster wouldn't take you? Fuck if I know. <laughs> well, also like it seems like you know. My parents had a lot of late fees. <laughs> you guys were blacklisted for Blockbuster. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, no, I worked at Blockbuster. No, there, there worked- was like only like one Blockbuster close to uh, where I lived because I live in a French province. So we had Videotron, which is mm-hmm. another conglomerate of uh, internet television and all that shit here. They had more like they had Super Club Videotrons all over the place. So we only had a couple Blockbusters in Can- uh, in Quebec. Yeah, and they were always full of staff. Like they're st- they were staffed up. So like me trying to apply was like, yeah, sure. When we get a hire, if we need someone, we'll call you. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to a movie theater. They got more turnover than anybody else. <laughs> That's true. And free popcorn nonstop. Gotcha. No, no, when you work in a movie theater, you don't want that fucking popcorn, man. Dude, when you work in a movie theater, you take home literal trash bags full of popcorn. Nope, they wouldn't let us. Okay, I worked at a Regal Cinema in friggin' Delaware, and I would leave with 55 gallons. Yeah, I worked for a famous player, so that there's a difference. Oh. No corporate. It was a corporate, like, very corporate square. Like, they had a green line, a green fucking line when you would walk out of the, the staff room or the player's room, um, or what we they called backstage. And when you, yeah, because they had the Disney idea. They, they had this Disney preps. Like, once you step past that, you're now on scene. So mm. you need to smile. You need to be happy, gracious. Never point with one finger. Always point with four. Like, they had the, the, bl- the blueprint from Disney, and that's what we were using. And our name tags had our, our name and our favorite movie underneath. And uh, I'm not going to say what my favorite movie is because I'll get lambasted. Is uh, it still Boondock Saints? It was back then. Remember, eighteen-year-old Phil. Eighteen-year-old yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just um, kidding. This movie, like I've explained to you and the other guys, it it's more the memories that that I have with this movie and what it represents with my friendship with certain guys. That's why it's so high up. I realize the movie is shit, ladies and gentlemen. I said it on the episode. I said it last week. I'll say it again, just You're like Michael Colby. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to say it until this fucking show is done. Sure. I'll never live it down. But At just some like point, I have to denounce it. 
<laughs> yeah. I have to. I, I haven't I done enough? Like I'm like yeah. I feel like Kevin Hart up here, who was uh, you know trying to host the Oscars. I'm sweating. You're making me sweat, Mike. <laughs> Michael's not I, even on this yeah. podcast. I'm getting exactly. shit for my movie. God damn well, you, it. Well, you just call me Michael, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so now, now not wanting anyone to get hurt in the process after achieving her stardom, Angela leaves Arcadian and asks Johnny to warn Leroy about his plan. As Leroy turns to Seventh Heaven, he's ambushed by an army of violent thugs hired by Arcadian. Leroy's students, led by Johnny, charge into the studio <laughs> to even the odds using Laura as bait. Eddie lures Leroy to a dilapidated building where he finally faces off against Shonuff. During the battle, Shonuff reveals his ability to use the glow, his hand pulsating with red aura, and beats Leroy viciously before attempting to force him to acknowledge Shonuff as the master. As recent events flash before Leroy's eyes, he realizes that his former master was correct and that everything he needs to achieve, the final level, was within him all along. His entire body bathed in the sublime golden light of the glow. Leroy uses his newfound power to defeat Shonuff. <laughs> uh, Arcadian appears to f- uh, and fires a single bullet. Hold on, hold Leroy- on. I want to oh. pause for yeah. a moment as you're reading this. For anybody who's listening to this, please jump to the YouTube video and watch as Zach explains this whole last bit. Because he's doing the hand movements and everything and it's epic. Dude, I like this movie. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I like this movie. Three reels. I love this movie. <laughs> Three reels. I love this movie. So, yeah, Arcadian, uh, he appears and he fires a single bullet, which Leroy catches between his teeth before detaining Arcadian for the police. Laura and Leroy are reunited in a studio where the two kiss. And it Ooh. is sensual. And it is sexy. I have a question for you, Zach, yeah. since you're probably a, a higher rated cinephile than I am with these classical movies. Oh, um, classic? Yeah, sure. Classical, meaning anything before the 90s <laughs> or anything before 2000, we yeah, can okay. consider it classic because okay. it's over 20 years old now. Yeah. Um, why is it nearly in every single martial arts or, you know, movie? the villain shoots a gun and either the hero catches it with his hands or with his teeth. Like why? Well, because why? It, it, it is the closest thing that you can show uh, someone getting to a next level, right? Without superpowers, because it is something that you're like, maybe I can do that. <laughs> you know, like maybe humans can do it. So it is, it, I think it is, it, it displays the maximum potential of human. You know, if you can catch a bullet with your teeth, you're better than humans. That's it. So I, I, as someone who uh, has many friends in the magic community. Uh, um, humble brag. Humble brag, yeah. <laughs> I have uh, my good buddy Spidey, a.k.a. Bedroth Killian, an amazing uh, mentalist, magician, uh, hypnotist, um, and who's actually been on um, Fool Us with Penn & Teller. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, he also yeah. was on Wizard Wars and a few other shows like that. But he told me the secret between behind the bullet catch, and obviously uh, Penn and Teller break that secret as well. It is known as a fact that people cannot catch a bullet regardless because it's moving too fast. An arrow we can catch. It's been proven oh, yeah. Mythbusters, Myth, Mythbusters did it. But a bullet is like traveling at like the speed of sound. Like you're uh, not yeah. catching that. There's no way well, you're going to be able to catch it, No, no matter how fast you are, no matter what. Well, my eyes are moving at the speed of light, so I can definitely see it. And if I can see it, I can catch it. And okay, I I haven't tried, but do you want to try? Can we try? You guys got guns. <laughs> you guys got ample access to guns. Dylan, do you have a gun? No. 
He didn't bring anything. So yeah. no, no guns. Unfortunately. <laughs> we can't try that today. Okay, apparently he does have a gun, but we're not gonna do this. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Why aren't you gonna show you idiot? <laughs> he's not really it's no, he's talking to a window, ladies and gentlemen. Um <laughs> This movie <laughs> is so amazing. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so 80s. Like, it, it, it encapsulates the 80s like I think no other movie from the 80s can. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, uh, it, it, but it, ha it has like every quickly put into it it's like weirdly racist you know uh it, it's like it's it's very chauvinistic uh it's it, it's just it's a weird weird movie uh but it's the 80s it is, <laughs> it's, it's the 80s it's, it's so 80s and i was i was gonna ask you if you had like any favorite like quotes in this uh because it's hard to like <laughs> as a white man it's hard to quote this movie <laughs> really uh, i, I yeah. love how you're like do you have any favorite quotes no not at all the whole movie's a quote i love the movie entirely i am not quoting this movie <laughs> yeah no I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna make one quote let me let me bring it back up because i just this one there's one quote that i absolutely love um but yeah, so if anybody's watching this, please you know, rate, review, subscribe, uh, hit us up with anything. Let us know if you think there's a movie. Be that like we Red. Should. Be like Red and write a comment on the YouTube channel. Let us know what your favorite scene is, what your favorite uh, quote is. I'm going to take over from Zach because he doesn't know how to do this stuff. And if you're watching on Facebook, I don't know. <laughs> I just I wanted to talk more. Uh, if you're yeah. watching on Facebook, hit us up with the hashtag live. Let us know where you're watching us from. Let us know what you thought of this movie hit if you're watching the replay hashtag replay let us know where you're watching from what is your favorite your second favorite movie since we're we're doing our top fives we're on our yeah. number two let us know what your second favorite movie is and then when we start doing the number one movies let us know what your number one movie is and go back and watch our previous episodes and let us know what your movie is at that level because we want to know yeah, please and how great yeah, my picks of movies are please i need the validation these you're, guys don't like me well, like you, just not your choice of movies, which is. I think there was uh, one movie that everybody liked on that list. It was my Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, that's fair. No, you're right. That is good. Uh, all right, so I'm actually not gonna uh, uh, do that quote because. Uh, oh, why? Why not, it. Mike? Why? Why not, well, Jack? Why not? Stop, stop calling me Michael. I'm sorry. You're my enemy on this episode. <laughs> I don't have an, an enemy to talk to. We're so agreeing. I. We're getting along. We're getting along know, very weird. well, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's because there's nobody else for me to get along with. I need to like, just team up against somebody. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, you know, like, honestly, F Michael. I hate that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Michael. Actually, Michael gave a great review of this movie, I think. Hold on. Let me bring it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and read. Um, so, mm. this coming Friday, we, um, we're going to be doing Dune. Uh, we weren't. Wait, the, re uh, the remake or the original? The original, no, okay. the remake, the new one. Okay. Because it, oh, it comes out on HBO Max this Friday. Um, so you can tune in to catch whatever real boys show up to chat about Dune uh, this coming Friday. Now, keep in mind, and I need everyone to know this uh, Dylan is probably the biggest, the biggest Dune fan that I've ever seen, ever. So I've watched, I've read the book. I can't remember. I read the book fucking when I was in like 2004. I think I read the book, 2004, 2005. 
uh, watched the movie maybe in 2010. So I haven't seen the original or read the book in such a long time. And I am very excited to watch the remake because one, it has Jason Momoa in it. And I just love Jason Momoa. Uh, but also it's by Denis yeah. Villeneuve, a Montreal, uh, Quebec uh, director who's just fantastic with his visuals. So I'm very, very excited to look like this. Um, so Mike didn't leave us a, a, a big review. All he said was, fun movie though, seven reels. Mike, you fail us. You're usually the yeah. wordsmith of the group and leave us with a, a beautiful rendition on why or why not you hate this uh, hate a movie. And I'm feeling left left out, left down, really. Yeah, I love that you're like, uh, he left us a really good review. And his review was, I don't feel like talking about this movie. It was fun, though. Because <laughs> he usually does leave a good review. I remember he put like seven reels. So I'm like, oh, yeah, he wrote something. And then it was like, fun movie, seven reels. <laughs> yeah, sure. This movie is fun. I mean, that is one easy way of saying it. Like, you can watch this entire movie with such a weird smile on your face. Uh, I don't know why I keep freezing. Um, Because you have bad Wi-Fi. (laughs) No, well, probably. But I'm trying to open up, like, too many screens at one time, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to cancel doing that. Um, Because I was going to try to find out what the next Monday movie is. You know what it is, I I got you. Uh... Oh, good. Yeah, I'll so this ahead. Friday, Dune. And yeah, dude, Villeneuve. 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 Newtown. Pretty much it means uh, Newtown. It, his literal translation is Newtown. Oh, I cool. Because honestly, dude, The Arrival is such a beautiful movie. movie. And if it had a kind of scope to it with what I've seen. And Dune, for those who don't know, the reason Star Wars is as cool as it is is because it was it was ripping off Dune hardcore. Uh, pretty much any sci-fi that you can think of has ripped off Dune. Uh, and I think, so the old movie uh, that was directed by David Lynch, which is a very interesting and cool movie, David Lynch did not like that uh, idea. He didn't like the story. He never really read uh, anything about it. He just wanted to make a really cool sci-fi movie. Um Newtown, he's gonna do a great job. So yeah, this Friday, uh, check out the Real Boys as we review the new Dune, 2021's Dune. Is it Dune or Dune? Dune. Dune. I have no idea. We didn't update the list. Who did? I don't know. Whoever takes care of our list says October. We got Dune. We got Idiocracy, which we already reviewed. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. And then it goes to the pot. Oh wait, sorry. We got Bond. It was me. Shush. Okay, apparently it's my job to do that. Uh, last rank, Halloween Kills or They Live. Hold on. Oh, They Battles. Live. They Live. Oh, yeah, it's on Peacock. It's Dylan Terry's number two. There Dylan Terry's number two, They Live. Wait, is that is that the next number two movie? Uh, Yeah, because we have, last, hold on. Last Dragon, and then what? Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we got Last Dragon. Halloween, we're supposed to do Halloween Kills. There's yeah, Bond, we, No we, Time we, to Die. We also have on the yep. uh, the thing Dune as well. Soon. Halloween Kills. Uh, they it's live. Last night so in Soho. It, I'm looking forward. Then we got oh, cool. uh, Training Day, and then nice. into November. And in Hell November yeah. we start with Chris's. Uh, no, Chris Harvey's uh, is Lion King. Yeah, and then we do his number one, and yeah, we're in the number one. No, it's not. I uh, know it's a movie he's in. <laughs> Uh, which is really he's cool. in this movie. Seriously, is he in that movie? 
I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, so this Friday, we have to ask Chris. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he ever shows up on the show, we'll definitely ask him. <laughs> in person. Um, all right. So we have June this Friday and then next yes. Monday is Dylan Terry's number two favorite movie and Roddy, Roddy Piper's best movie ever. Oh, yeah. They live. Yeah. Such a movie. It, don't the, know, the, uh, the most iconic quote of any wrestling movies from this. Yeah. I came, I came to chew bubble gum and kick asses and I'm all out of bubble gum. Boom. It's done. Yeah. That's, that's all you need. Yeah. So you can watch that on Peacock. Uh, but yeah, so tune in next Friday. Uh, slash Monday. Now, Phil, before we get out of here, we have Michael Colby's reels, seven reels. How many reels are you going to give this thing? I'm going to give it a glowing. Oh, see what I did there? Uh, glowing seven. It's a seven. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's eighties. You know what? No, because it's from the eighties. I'm giving it an eight. I'm going to give it to mm-hmm. an eight. I'm going to round it up to an eight because of the eight, gooiness of the eighties. That is gooingness all over this or glowing all over this. Sorry. The glowing eighties. <laughs> How many times can Phil say glow in a sentence? Uh, yeah, eight eight reels just because of how epic this movie is and how thankful that I got to see this. This is my first time watching this movie, and oh, cool. I am so excited. I was so happy watching it. I had, a, like you said, stupid smile on my face watching this movie going, my God, like this is stupid, but at the same time, so fucking good. Yeah, so cool, so weirdly interesting. Uh, just it's it's like it's like rock candy, you know. We're like, you're like, is this? Am I supposed to? <sighs> oh, God, I, love this. I don't know what I don't know what this is. But I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this. Please check out this movie. Um, uh, I, I am gonna give it. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm gonna give it seven and a half. I think I'm uh right in between you and Colby. Uh, find it very. Entertaining. Uh, it is uh, aggressively quotable. You know, there's so many times that I was just like, "Who's the baddest mother around?" You know, it's like, "Show enough." I'm like, "No, nah, I probably shouldn't be saying this." Uh, so uh, <laughs> there were other words in that quote, ladies and gentlemen, that he wasn't saying. <laughs> never have, never will. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it seven and a half, which I think uh, uh, from the real boys that have reviewed this is gonna get a, a glowing, a glowing seven point five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We like this movie. This movie is just fun. Uh, there are better movies that we reviewed. There are worse movies we reviewed. But I don't know if there's that many just fun movies uh, from beginning to end. I mean, it's a tight 90 minutes, you know, like not yeah. a whole lot in here. Um, Barry Gordy. What a weird dude. But yeah, he did it. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, we check out this movie. Leave what you think about this. Uh, let us know if, if this is worth a, a number two favorite movie. Um and yeah, and you can hit up uh, Jerry and Smith uh, on, you know, the Cloud Chronicles on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, uh, all the cool stuff. On TikTok. Uh, He's hit- blowing up on TikTok. Dude, he's blowing up everywhere. Yeah. Now, hit up Jerry and tell him how much you do or don't like this movie and whether or not he should or shouldn't have this as his number two, which he should. It's a good movie. Uh, but you can find, like I said, the Cloud Chronicles. Uh, and I'm going to hit, uh, right, that's, that's this one? Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, now, we also have to talk about uh, Mr. Justin Wallace. Uh, he, he's, he's a very busy man. He's got like six jobs and like a podcast. And uh, Doesn't he have combined- two podcasts? Oh, wait, no, the car's broken, so that one's down. Oh. <laughs> Such a yeah, horrible person. If, if, they're, if they're driving, carpool shenanigans. If they're standing still outside of a 7-Eleven, anime shenanigans. <laughs> Sometimes he 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 goes down into bumper sticker shenanigans. And honestly, that's one of my favorites. Uh, but yeah, you can check him out at anime shenanigans. The dude is so freaking funny. Uh, so please check him out. 
Uh, now you also have the guy who created all this and is the reason this exists, which is Mr. D.L. Smokes. You can find him in uh, some kitchens of five-star restaurants. Yeah, and also, he's an amazing well, chef. Yeah, amazing chef. And oops, caught me smoking. Uh, and bet that as well show. with Jerry and Smith. They both bet have that. that. Yeah, bet that. What a quick... <laughs> That's a good. You name. just froze there, uh, so I didn't hear anything you said. So it, it, it's no, fine. I, no, I, I fake for I fake froze that time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We also have Mr. Chris Harvey. Uh, so in two weeks, we're gonna have his number two movie, which is The Lion King. So uh, yeah, that's uh, a fine. Movie. My uh, question is: uh, Is it the original Lion King or is it the remake Lion King? Well, I'm assuming it's the original, since the remake is the original Careful. with the past. What? <laughs> It's a better cast. It's just a weird movie. Because uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, they should have animated the animals just a bit more to give it a little bit of that. Just, like, yeah, I I need yeah. facial features. You know what I mean? Or yeah. also just looking at cats, and that's fine. Uh, but I just I, I'm watching me, a cat video. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, that's fine. But give me some expressions. Um, the only problem with the '90s Lion King is just just. It's a very white cast. I mean, <laughs> like, it's just, uh, whatever. It's still a great movie. Uh, but yeah, you got to check out Chris Harvey over in Atlanta somewhere. Uh, he'll be telling a lot of jokes as he greets you as you walk into a Costco. Uh, and that's always great. Uh, you have my sister from another mister, uh, Mr. Dylan Terry. Uh, that dude is, uh, he's always writing some stuff. And if you, he's an if you like writer. the first, he's an amazing writer. He has uh, $5 words, and uh, you should give him $5 for that so uh please uh, dylan terry money uh but no he's a great writer and uh check him out vorpal words on twitter we also have uh the incomparable the disgusting the the vile michael colby <laughs> you said it not me i yeah, can't well, get in trouble this time well I, I was reading what you're putting in uh the, the private chat so I, it's oh, kind of okay. i'm just quoting you uh but no dude he, he if if there's one person that my arch enemy as Dylan, uh, it's not Michael Colby, but he, he's definitely up there. Uh, no, his shows are great. Jack Blake presents one of the cool shows, one of the reasons that we started doing podcasting, and that's the truth. When we started doing fictional podcasts at the very beginning, we actually Googled best fictional podcast. Jack Billings presents was one of the ones that showed up, and I binged the thing, and it baffled me. Uh, and that made us do Silicon Angels, which is slightly better, um, but still <laughs> very, very good. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Who else? Uh, how about this person? Oh, this apparently he's a cool guy. I heard he's a dick though. He's a capitalist pig uh, yeah. who only likes money. Um, yeah, he likes American he, he, money, which is weird. He likes American money, and he's a Canadian. Yeah. It's funny, uh, but he has these two podcasts. Uh, he has actually like six podcasts that he's on. Mm -hmm. uh, all of them uh, in the top ten percent of podcasts worldwide in listens. Just saying, uh, but he interviews some great entrepreneurs in the digital world, the learning how they make money. Then he has some random podcasts that he has. Uh, what was one of the random ones that uh, you mentioned last week that he was on? Yeah, the one the uh the one that me and Michael Colby just found about was called uh, "What the Canuck," uh, oh, yeah. and it yeah, and it's like it, the, the most interesting thing that you've ever done. <laughs> which I don't know how you found the only Circle K gas station in Quebec, uh, but the fact that you just asked it, it's amazing the conversations that you can get out of that. Um, I I I didn't even know uh, the history uh, of yeah, the no. Canuck. I, I and I honestly I still don't. Really uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to find that history, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm still trying to yeah, find it. Yeah. So I feel uh, yeah, sorry check for out. anybody who listens to this and actually thinks that's a, one of my podcasts. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stre- streaming the streams. Uh, we have a, a, a beaver chat. We have uh, uh, a musk and, the uh, musk and what was the one about the beaver musk where you just spray random people and see if it's an aphrodisiac? I forget. Either way, check out. That's Phil my Better, YouTube that channel. That's my YouTube channel. <laughs> the guy's got a billion things going on, but it really the cherry on top. <laughs> really. Son of the, a that's that's the director chair. That's where you get the power. The the what a twist to, to all the Shyamalan movies. <laughs> the Zach Wiseman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what a twist. Uh yeah, yeah, honestly, whatever. You can find me if you want to. It's no big deal. Um, but yeah, so that's us. We're gonna get done talking here. Um, but yeah, we appreciate this movie. We appreciate you for listening. And if anything else, drink some water. We need you to hang out. Uh, we need you to be there. Are you? What are you drinking? What's in your? What's in water. your water? Oh, yeah, it's right. yeah, actually funny enough. This is coming from one of my sponsors, Sarla Rugby, a rugby team out in France that is dominating their uh, their. Listen, you're muted. Uh, you're you're not gonna push enough show on the i'm just kidding go ahead no i'm not doing it anymore do you watch rugby yeah actually i do i watched so uh i interviewed on uh my podcast the digital entrepreneur podcast uh dom einhorn who actually bought the team uh, in 2020 uh they were going to go under this is a, over a hundred year old team um in the town of sarlar france uh they were going to go under because of covid his company and him bought the team um, and rebranded it to Sarla Rugby because they had a, they had the official name of the town as their name. And as anybody who watched sports, you can't have this giant fucking name as your sports team. You need to shorten it. So he recreated it, uh, rebranded it, and started bringing in actually great uh, players to the team. And his goal is in the next five years to get them to the second level of professional uh, rugby in France. And France has a very insane uh rugby league and so their his team is right now dominating uh they're they're there are a lot of points up and i don't know how points work in rugby but they've been winning every game um pretty much since the start of the season it is insane how they're doing go check them out they live stream their games um on their website sarlarugby.tv and so you can Wait, get to you, watch the do games you get, do you get touchdowns in rugby you have a so they have a Yes and no, because you have to actually physically take the ball and touch the the uh, touchdown in, in oh. the end zone. So, like most of them run and they end up jumping and dropping down on the ball. And I'm like, how do you not get winded? And you have to remember, they don't play with any protection. The only protection they have is a cup, and they're yeah. like full contact. And these guys, I've interviewed them. They're fucking massive. They yeah. they put yeah. linebackers to shame because they can move faster than a linebacker, and they're the size of a linebacker. So it's insane. Do- do they have rugby movies? I remember the one with Matt Damon. I yeah, called, like, so you Invictus. have Invictus. Yeah, it's yeah. Invictus with Morgan Freeman and Matt Which Damon. Which I thought was a watch. It is a great... <sighs> um, I don't...